Hello and welcome. Thrilled to have you. This is Connie Reagan Green from ConnieReaganGreen.com. This is another call in the online marketing tips podcast series. I do these calls regularly. I do them first as open calls, which means live teleseminars, and then they go within a few hours over to iTunes where they are syndicated and distributed and people are able to find you through your name and through your keywords. So it's an excellent way to get your content out there. I also turn each one into a blog post. So if you visit ConnieReaganGreen.com and scroll down, you'll see blog posts that are titled as podcast and in the podcast category where I share the recording along with information about what I talked about. So today I want to talk about attending live events and I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. Stories are an excellent way for us to share information about who we are and what we do. So uh, the story I'm going to tell you first is my experience of going to a live event for the first time, a big marketing event. I had been online about a year and a half, so this was 2008, in the spring of 2008, and I wanted to go to Big Seminar. This is Armin Morin's Big Seminar. And so I got my ticket, which was $2,000. That's what events used to cost back then. And he gave you lunch and dinner. It was it was nice in that regard, but 2000 was still a lot of money. I also had to fly from Los Angeles to Atlanta, and I had to stay in a hotel. So I had met someone online, which wasn't easy to do because this was before social media was anything to speak of. And I connected with a woman, and we agreed to share a room. So that was going to save me a couple of hundred dollars. But I still had to get the airline ticket, and I didn't have any frequent flyer miles. And I went ahead and did it, and I went cross-country and took the shuttle to from the airport to the hotel. And I went in, and this is back when they had several thousand people at these events, just massive. And I went in, and I didn't see the lady that I was going to room with until much later in, in the afternoon, early evening. And I looked around, and I didn't know a soul. I didn't know anyone. And it was quite scary. And I thought, gee, um, you know, did I make the right decision to come here? Uh, <laughs> you know, should, should I have done this, or was this a good use of my money or not? Because I was looking at probably close to $3,000 when all was said and done. Within the first few hours, I started meeting people. By lunch, I was at a table because, as I said, Armin Morin provided the food. And I started to get to know people and talk to people and even some of the speakers. He had introduced people, and we'd already had a couple of speakers. And some of the speakers were at the tables for lunch. And I talked to them, and I recognized some of the people. So it began to be very exciting for me, and I began to feel better about my decision to come. By the end of that day, I knew that attending live events was going to change how I was going to be able to build my business and that by meeting the people that I was meeting, I would be further ahead than if I had just stayed home and said, I really can't afford to go. And by the end of the third day, I had decided to join Armin's program, and I was in his program for about six years. I was in there until 2014. Finally, I just kind of outgrew it, as you do with programs. And during that time, I learned so much. I built my business so huge, and... I won his Better Your Best contest, something that he used to do every year and still does. And I won $25,000 cash for improving my business over a one-year period. And I remember that first year, so here we are in April of 2008, 
they had the people up on the stage, six, seven people that were competing, and I remember thinking, boy, that would be so great to be able to, to be someone like that that could compete in a contest like that. And by the time he did the, the event the next time, I had decided that I was going to compete in the contest and then ended up winning the grand prize. So things can change rapidly, and going to live events is just part of the reason. And Armin himself has an interesting story of live events, and I'll share a story he always shares. When he was going to events, he used to sit next to a man whose name was George Carlin. So George and Armin became friends, and they'd have lunch and everything. And at the very first event they had gone to, at the end of the second day, George had said to Armin, he said, you don't really write down much. What kind of notes are you taking? And Armin says, well, I don't really care so much about the answers to the questions. I care about the questions that are being asked. That's what I'm writing down. And there's a brilliance in that, in just saying, okay, when people ask a question, that means they really want to know that information. And that's how he increased his business over the years. So these are just a couple of stories. Uh, if you're on the live call or listening through the teleseminar webcast, you can see the big button there. It's taking you over to Weekend Marketer Live. It's at weekendmarketerlive.com. These are events that I do twice a year and have been doing events for quite a few years. Started out by doing events with Dr. Jeanette Cates, who I met at Armin Morin's big seminar that first time. When I joined the program and then was further connected with her, we did a lot of business for several years there. And then we decided not to do the events together, and I waited about a year, year and a half, and then I started doing events on my own. So Weekend Marketer Live is coming up uh, at the end of April uh, 2016, depending on when you're listening to this. It might be <laughs> coming up or it might have already passed. And uh, it will be in the Los Angeles area. It's in Manhattan Beach, so it's about five miles from the airport, LAX, and I would love for you to come. I don't do events the way that Armin did them or that many other people continue to do them now. The goal now seems to be let's get as many people to the event as possible, and I don't feel that that's the most important part of it. I limit mine to no more than 50 people. I want you to meet every single person, and this time I've changed what I do a little bit. Day one is a mastermind day. I used to sell that as a separate ticket. It used to be $499 to come on Friday and be included with my students, my mentees, people in my uh, mastermind incubator program. And I'm do not doing it that way. I'm not charging anything additional for that day. More people can come because if you're able to get away on Friday and make it a three-day event, you'll be able to spend time with all of us and I believe it will be valuable for your business. So I hope you consider that. All right, before I tell you another story, I'm going to answer some questions. All right, and Thaley, I don't know that you have a question. Her site is growingwhatyoueat.com. She wanted a shout-out. All right, and here's Cheryl Major. She is from thinstronghealthy.com. And her question is, if you want to start a membership site, can you create a program or course from it for it from uh, PLR, which is private label rights, or does it need to be original content? So a great question. And the answer is you can do it either way. And if you feel like you need to have the PLR content in there at the beginning just to get it started, do it that way. But then because you're starting a membership site on a topic of interest and an area that 
is in your area of knowledge and expertise, you want to add your own original content as soon as possible. This can be a teleseminar once or twice a month where you're talking. So right now as I speak, I'm creating content. And that's important. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about content creation later on. I've been teaching really simple contentmarketing.com. And that course really has got me inspired to do even more content creation and marketing than I have been, if that's if that's possible. So uh, my answer to you then is to is to start with the PLR, the private label rights content, and then add your own original content. It can be videos. You've you've done videos, Cheryl. I've I've seen one of your videos. It's excellent. So add videos, audio, where you're speaking directly with people. It's a great benefit of membership. And then write content for them that also will be helpful. That way, by using the PLR content, you've got a, a basis. You have information in there right away, but you're expanding upon that. All right, John is here, John Salvi, and he did not give me a website. And he's a podiatrist who's retired. And now he's writing content on walking and how, how walking helps people 40-plus to stay active or get into active condition. I've written 9 to 5, oh, 9, 5 to 800 word-plus articles to promote walking and affiliate products. What's a good place to publish them? When's a good time? Well, the time is now. And that's what I'm teaching in reallysimplecontentmarketing.com. That will always be available as, as home study after the live course is over. So that's good. But where I'll tell you to publish them right away is over on your Facebook site. Go to something called Facebook Notes. So go to facebook.com forward slash notes, N-O-T-E-S, and then it will say publish a note or write a note. And you'll write a note, and then you'll publish it, and people will see it. And it's an excellent, excellent place to get started with publishing your content. But the very, very best place is actually on your on your site, on your WordPress blog, because that's where we start putting all of our content most of the time. It's seldom only the only time I don't put it on my blog first is if it, it's on a topic that isn't relevant to either of my blogs at ConnieReaganGreen.com or HugeProfitsTinyList.com. That would be the only reason. All right, I'm going to share another story from live events. Uh, people that know me know that uh, I did a lot of work with uh, Jeff Hoff, and Jeff Hoff passed away in November of 2015 and left a huge void in our in our lives, in our world. I co-authored two books with him. He did tech work for me. He was always at my events, and I got him started actually going to more events than he would have. We met at a live event where I meet many of the people that I become friends and do work with, and I wanted him to go to more events. And so, again, it was Armin Morin that was putting on an event in 2010. I had met Jeff uh, in Austin at Pat O'Brien and Joe Vitale's event, where I was speaking, and he and his writing partner came for the first time. And so a year later, 2010, I said, in Las Vegas, Armin Morin is doing an event, and I think it would be very good for you. And he's, and the cost then was, I believe that was a $1,000 event. And he said, gee, it's so expensive, I don't know how I can pay for it. And that's when I shared a secret with him that I'll share with all of you. Make an event something that you earn money from, not something that costs you money. 
And I did that at that very first event in Atlanta in April of 2008. I shared my affiliate link for some valuable training with people that were attending the event, information they really wanted. I ended up making more than it cost me to go there, so more than $3,000, which was amazing. So with Jeff, I said, Jeff, I said, you know, what is it that you do well? And we knew right away it was writing. He's an incredible writer. And I said, all right, then what I want you to do is offer your writing services to people that are coming to the event. And he said, I'm not sure I, I know what you mean. And I said, what I want you to do is offer yourself as a copywriter to people that are there. And he said, but I don't have experience as a copywriter. And I said, but everything starts somewhere, and you'll tell people that you're just getting started with it. You'll you'll be completely honest with them. I will vouch for you that you're an excellent writer, and this will bring people into the fold. It will make them see you in a different light. You'll be able to do things in a different way. So sure enough, Jeff did that. He bought the ticket. He came to the event. And I watched what he did because it was very interesting He approached some people, but not others. Some people he knew, and he knew, if he already knew them, then he knew if they would be interested in his copywriting services or if they really wouldn't be for whatever reason. And one person even came and said to him, you know, I wouldn't buy your services. And he said, but I didn't offer it to you. And I liked how he handled that very graciously. So what he did was he offered to write sales letters for people. And it's hard to write a sales letter. I have to say it is even after all these years of me writing mine. So if you go over to either weekendmarketerlive.com or really simple contentmarketing.com, those are both sales pages that I've written in the past month, then you'll see that those take a lot of time and effort and, and thought when you do them. So he offered to write not just one sales letter for someone, He offered to write as many sales letters as they needed for their products and courses for a one-year period of time. The price was $500. So if you're in that world of needing a copywriter, you'll know that that's an incredible bargain. And I said, are you sure you want to do this? And he said, yes. And I said, will you limit how many you do? And he says, well, I don't know if anybody will take even one, so I'm going to say, no, I won't limit it. By the end of that three-day event, He had six or seven people who had said yes to him. One person at least, I know for a fact, gave him the cash. Someone else PayPal'd him money. Other people, he set up an invoice for them and they sent him a check or paid by credit card. But it was quite amazing how he made so much money offering that. Some of the people just needed one sales letter during the year and $500 was still a big bargain for them. Other people needed four, five, six sales letters, and it was more work for him, but it improved his copywriting skills immensely and really laid the foundation for him to sell his services elsewhere as a copywriter. So this is another story about live events, how you can put them to work for you. So if you choose to come to Los Angeles for Weekend Marketing Live, and I hope that you do, I want you to think about what type of service you could offer people who are coming there. What is it that you can do? Do you do something technical? Do you do something with writing? What is it that you do that you could offer? And think about it because in the beginning, we tend to think that we don't 
have things to offer, and that isn't true at all. We always have something to offer other people. So the theme this time, the spring of 2016 theme is multiple streams of income, and I'll be talking about all kinds of ways of earning money on the Internet. All right. Okay, lots of questions here about, uh, Denise has a wonderful question about creating content. How how much is enough? Well, they always say that a, a mother's work is never done. A online entrepreneur's work is never done. So the answer is that you'll create content forever. But don't let that get you down. Instead, think of that as a positive, positive thing that you can do to really get your name out there in a bigger and better way. So everything starts with an idea. So when I had the idea for Weekend Marketer Live the first time, I wrote it as a blog post. Then I turned that into an article. Then I turned that article into a short report. I turned the short report into a teleseminar, such as I'm doing now. I wasn't doing podcasting in the same way right then. Then I wrote a book, The Weekend Marketer. And I turned, I, I turned that content into a book. So everything starts with your idea. Start it then as a blog post. See if it's going to be a short report. Talk to people about it. I even did it as a live presentation. I forgot about that. I did it as a live presentation at one of the places I spoke. And then I decided to teach a course. I taught the course not once but twice and wrote the book then based on that and then turned it into live events. So this is something that you can do. Oh, good. We have a lot more people joining us right now. Welcome. Welcome. So this is something that you can do to really build your business and get that content out there. And remember, content isn't just written. I've also talked about teleseminars and podcasts, but also content is presentations, it's videos, it's PowerPoints, it's all kinds of things that will help people to know what you know. You're sharing your knowledge, you're sharing your expertise, and that is a great thing. All right, any other questions from people here live? All right, so I want to talk more. Lots of questions about uh, about blogging and content creation. I believe that everyone needs a blog at their name. So mine is ConnieReaganGreen.com. Now that site did not start out at ConnieReaganGreen.com. It started out at eBookWritingAndMarketingSecrets.com because the first year and a half or so that I was online, that's what I was doing. I was teaching people how to write and publish and market their eBooks. That was big business then. Things are done very differently now because of uh, Kindle and Create Space, but those weren't around back then. So everything we did, we wrote it in a word processing program. Then we uh, published it as PDF, which is portable document format. And then we uploaded it to a site, and we wrote a sales page. And then people, when they bought it, they went to the download page and downloaded what they had purchased. So my first ebook was on real estate farming. And if you're in the world of real estate, you'll know that farming is the process of connecting with people either by phone or by letter or postcard or by doing something called door knocking. And I love door knocking. I used to do it on Wednesday afternoon and Saturday morning. 
and I did it very very dedicated to to doing that. So I did that for years working in real estate, but I knew a lot of things from doing that. And I knew from making the phone calls and I knew from sending postcards and letters what times of the year were best and what approaches were best with people. It was one reason that I became a notary public. By being a notary public, I was able to notarize things for people and when I would give them my card or or send them a letter or postcard, I would always say, one free notarization with this card. And I even had a stamp I would use. I would stamp the back of my card and have it on there, and that worked very well. Plus, I knew that at certain times of the year, people were more open, literally more open, to opening the door. And so I shared all of that within that book. And I sold it for quite a bit of money because you know things were things were different back then and people wanted that information and I had one lady that came to me and she told me that her husband said she had to have a real job and because of my help that she was able to get more business and stay in real estate which she loved and wanted to do so it was very very effective and I was thrilled to be able to help people in that way so that's how that first site started ebook writing and marketing secrets why didn't I start it on ConnieGreen.com or ConnieReaganGreen.com? Because back then, we bought our name, but we held on to it until something magical was going to happen. Nobody knew what that was or when that would be, but that was just the way that it was done back then. So I owned Connie Green from, from or no, no, I owned Connie Reagan Green from the very beginning. ConnieGreen.com was being used by a lady who was a fashion designer. And I always joke that, Nobody would confuse us because I'm not that interested or, or knowledgeable about fashion at any given time. So that was that was kind of the joke. But she had tried to sell me the domain. She was not going to do the business anymore. She was going to sell me the domain for $1,000. And back then, I couldn't pay $1,000. So I put a back order on the domain over at GoDaddy. And that's something you can still do for about $20, put a back order on a domain. And she gave it up a couple years ago, or a couple years later, rather, and so then I owned it. So at some point, I decided I was going to switch over that entire site to ConnieReaganGreen.com, where it lives today. I had a tech person do this. It was a tech person I was working with way back in 2008, and she set it up as a WordPress site. It was my first WordPress site. And she brought over all the content that had been there before because I was blogging very regularly and nothing was lost, nothing was damaged in the transition. And she did it in just a couple hours one night. And I held my breath overnight and the next morning there it was magically at the new location. So wherever you have your content, know that it can be moved. It's in a folder called WP-Content. If you're currently blogging on a WordPress site and you want to change things over in that way. So it's something that's uh, very, very simple for people in the know to know how to do. All right, so why do we want to have endless content? A couple of reasons. I would say one great reason is because that then gives you the ability to turn yourself into a writer. And that's something you definitely will want to do over time. I knew I had to do that when I first came online and it was a struggle. It was a challenge for me. My writing was just so, so mediocre. And all the years I was teaching, I taught for 20 years. 
in the Los Angeles School District in the inner city. And for those years, I used to tell my students, 99% of whom did not speak English as a first language, that they must write every day, that that was the only way the writing would improve and academics overall would improve. And it turned out that was very good advice. I didn't take it myself, but when I came online, I began to write every day. And that put me into a, a very different mindset of being a writer. All right, here's a question from Greg Curtis from Virginia Beach. All right, and he's met me at a couple of different places where I've spoken and attended events. Wonderful to meet people at live events. I know you're big on writing books, yes. Do you have a set format or outline to help through the creative and production process? Would you give an idea of how you create book content? Yes, and I even teach a course on it at writepublishprosper.com. And I'll tell you the secret sauce. The secret sauce is you must have an outline. And also, I'm not teaching fiction writing. Everything I'm teaching is nonfiction. So I help you create an outline so that you can divide your book properly into chapters and sections. And finally, after you've been working on the book a couple of weeks, you'll find that you're filling in the blanks because it now only takes me about four weeks or so, up to six weeks at the most, to write and publish a book because now I have the formula down. Those books are about 40,000 words. So they're about 130, 140 pages in a 6 by 9 format. So they're nicely written and edited and published books. I sell them on Kindle and on CreateSpace, you know, through the paperback program. If you go to ConnieReaganGreenBooks.com, you'll see all of my books. I have 12 books now and uh, working on another one. So an idea of how you create book content. All right, so I'll tell you how I wrote my very first book, Huge Profits with a Tiny List. Uh, 50 Ways to Use Relationship Marketing to Increase Your Bottom Line. Good, I can even remember my subtitle. That's a good thing without looking. <laughs> so the way I did that was to write it first as a blog post on how to make huge profits of the tiny list. Then I turned it into a short report, and it was 10 or 11 tips on making huge profits of the tiny list. I expanded that to 21 tips. I then wrote a blog post for all 21, and this is similar to what I was just saying about content creation. Then I decided that 21 wasn't enough. I was going to go for 25, and I thought, no, I need 50 ways if I'm going to turn this into a book. So I came up with 50 blog posts. I then did a copy-paste of those into the book. I added more. Of course, it wasn't just those 50 tips, because the 50 tips would have given me about I don't know, 75 pages at the most. So I wrote about how I was getting started, what I was doing, and then I shared all of these 50 tips and fleshed out a book. And that was my first book, and it became a bestseller, and that was in 2010. So the way that you want to do it is, what is your topic? Think about your topic. Choose a working title for yourself and then write your outline because the outline makes it easy. Because after that, I began to start developing a different way because I decided I didn't want to do the blog post each time in that same way. I wanted to do it differently. And so I was able to do that by learning that outlining process. So I hope that's helpful. I hope I wasn't too vague with my answer because it's not my intention to be vague. And you can let me know 
if that's the information that you were looking for, perhaps. And again, wonderful to connect with people at live events. Okay, and Ron Tester has come on the line, and he is from, correct me if I'm wrong, do this not that marketing.com. Do this not that. I believe that's what it is. All right, so we've talked about attending live events, how it's important. It's crucial to the process of becoming an online entrepreneur. People will say, and you might be thinking, I thought we could do everything online. You can. There still are people who don't like to go to events, some people that don't go at all. But if you're trying to start out and you really want to build something in 2016, go to three or four events. I hope that my Weekend Marketer Live is one of them, and that's at the end of April this year. And it, it will be again in October, but I always say do it, do it now. Do it now. Make it happen. And I even match same-gender people with uh, roommates. I'm good at, at doing that. So that saves you a little bit of, of money, and you get to know someone in a different way when you share a room for a couple of nights with them. So that's a wonderful opportunity as well. So think of what is your goal, what is your intention when you go to the event. You want to learn. You want to connect with every single person there. That's why my events are small. I call them boutique events. This one's going to be no more than 50 people. And usually I'll end up with 35 or 40. I probably won't hit the 50. So it's better for you to be able to connect with every single person. And on that first day on Friday, April 29th, that is, we will, it's a um, mastermind and brainstorming day. So we'll spend time together. We'll go over to the pier, to the beach. I'm looking on the calendar to make sure I'm saying it correctly. Yes, it's Arbor Day. <laughs> Our mastermind day is Friday, April 29th, 2016, which is Arbor Day in the U.S. And we eat lunch at a beautiful place overlooking the ocean. And they have they have plenty of room, so we can book as many people in there as we need to. And you'll sit in different groups, sit with people that you don't know. That's always a better idea. The people you do know, you can talk to them on the way there and on the way back. We do a lot of walking. We have walking groups that meet in the morning. So you'll get the full experience. Saturday and Sunday, it's workshop style. So you'll be doing things hands-on. You'll leave with work accomplished and a plan for what you're going to do beyond that. All right, we're going to end for today. I appreciate so much when you come on these calls live, but be sure also to subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll get them automatically downloaded when you go into iTunes. That's important. All right, I'd love to see you at Weekend Marketer Live. I want you to think of creating content and marketing that content on a regular basis. I spend four to five hours a week doing it. The time flies by. I love creating content, so sometimes I might spend a little more time. But to do everything I do in my business, I need to spend about four to five hours a week to get lots of content created. Considering I was used to working 60 to 80 hours a week as a classroom teacher and also working in real estate simultaneously, to have to devote four or five hours a week to doing part of my business is nothing. And I thank God every day that I have the opportunity to do it. So it will improve your, your writing style and just the, the way that you write. You'll approach writing in a very different way. It will begin to feel like you've forgotten something or you misplaced something when you don't write one day. One day I thought, boy, what is it? Do I have an appointment? 
was I supposed to call someone? Is there a check I need to write? Did I lose my keys? What is it? It was almost noon and I hadn't written anything. This was years back and I thought I've turned myself into a writer. If I don't write, it feels funny. So I want you to do that. Be a content creator and meet with people in person, like-minded individuals that you can do joint ventures with. That's a big part of this. You want a joint venture with people. That will build your list more quickly. It will help you do a whole lot of things in a different way. And you'll see who's doing what and who is a good connection. You can meet one person at a live event, and it will make all the reason for going. Ron Tester, who's on the line right now, he was the one person I met when I was speaking in Atlanta at NAMS, uh, summer of 2014, I want to say. Was it 2014 or 2015? I guess it was spring of 2015, a year ago. Made all the difference for me. It was a fantastic connection. So that's what I want to uh, hear from you. And uh, let me know how I can assist you even further. So this is Connie Reagan Green from ConnieReaganGreen.com with another call in the podcast series. Thank you so much for joining me today.